0: Come one, come all, oh, it's this week's Monkey Nuts Punch Podcast. My little friend, Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Hello there. What? And it's my large friend. It's hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. <laughs> now, Keith. <laughs> Keithy, Keithy, Keithy. <laughs> I've got something special. Before we start the podcast, I've got something special. We had a bumper one last week and we're going to keep it short this time, but I have something very special to to, to share with you. Your wife is in trouble. You don't have Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen at home. And hopefully this will come through all right. Now, let me just make sure I've got the sound on. I've clicked the sound. Yep, there we go. All right. So when Keith was younger, he was on a BBC children's TV show. Starring Sooty and sweeping And here it is.
1: And often all of that arguing, whether it's good or bad, or whether you should do it, whether you shouldn't do it. And first of all, we're going to
2: talk to this young man here. What's his name? His name's Keith. You're Keith, aren't you? Hmm. This is Sooty and and so Say hello, Keith. Hello. Oh, hang on. will ask the question. Keith, do you ever argue? Yes.
0: I'm going to ask you the same question that Matthew asked you, Keith. Do <laughs> <Who are> you. <laughs> Ever argue?
1: <laughs> yes, constantly.
2: <laughs> I still Do you, love that clip. Who'd you argue with? Who'd you argue with? Mummy. You argue with your mummy. And they say that she is um, a little <laughs> bit you. I love that that it's, face. It's let's, almost let's, let's, like you're just, about, just,
0: about to say, "She's a fucker." <laughs> just, just look at the little thing with the face. Wait for it. Here it comes. Who'd
2: you argue with? Who'd you argue with? Mummy. you argue with your mummy? And they say She, she's a. <laughs> <laughs> I, hurt. I stopped myself. I'm gonna swear live on TV. <laughs> she's
0: a. She's a cow. Yeah. <laughs> She's
2: a fucker. I hate She's a No, better not say that.
0: But yes. Um.
1: <laughs> Come on, let's get this over. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lucy? I don't
0: know. Who is Lucy? My sister. Lucy's your sister.
2: Has
1: he got a brother? Have you got a brother as well? No. I'm a brother. I'm my brother. Hello. Hello. I'm <laughs> <the>
0: brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to get that on a teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm the
1: brother. I'm the brother.
0: <laughs>
2: I, uh, I love the fact that you didn't think that you were capable of having another brother.
0: Yes, there's only you know, sister
2: and a brother, but no, you're the brother.
0: So you don't have to be on Facebook for, for me to find these things, Keith. So, uh, I think I've set them off now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was amusing. Um, anyway, we've got to get on with a few things before we start. Uh, this is a quick look at the comments because we've got some comments. Um, <laughs> Chuck's seen your uh, video. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, Dave's Dave. here. Yeah, yeah Dave's don't forget. On.
1: Hello, Dave.
0: Ah, uh, got that. <laughs> Keith's 15 Yeah, Keith's fifteen minutes of fame, apart from being in the background in Waking Med or something along those. Yeah, waking it, waking it. But doesn't count because we never got to see you talk like that. That's as well class. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> what happened to your accent, Keith? By the way, yeah, what
1: happened to your accent? <laughs> what accent?
0: You were talking a little bit posher back
2: then, a little bit more posher. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, That's my- why. <laughs> it's time to move on to our movie news. Ah 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 Tom Cruise Tom Cruise Tom Cruise <sighs> Now this is a bit of a weird one because I'm not sure how to take this Tom Cruise had a meltdown on the um, Mission Impossible Warp 7 16 whatever it is because he's done so badly, many of them had a meltdown oh, on there um and it was someone recorded it um and I'm a bl- little bit it's a bit suspect uh, but I you know factored in a few things yeah he, he starts off the rant. He's like kind of going off rawr, 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 everyone, and then he seems to calm down halfway through the rant. Yeah, we didn't see anything. We've got no context, so it looks a bit, you know, iffy. Yeah, it could have been a scene from the film for all we knew. <laughs> yeah, could have been a scene from a film. Um, but there are some sad things with it. He's an executive on this film. Um, so if the film's losing money because he's an exec, he's in turn losing money. So where they've shut to shut down before, they've lost money. Um. This is probably his last Mission Impossible film. So the last time he gets no to die, no he's no this house. is
1: one of two. He's making two final movies. Whether uh, they're putting him Keith, back, Keith. About...
0: Keith yeah. I, haven't, I haven't. If you look at the notes, there's a point why this might be his last Mission Impossible film um, because cinema's dying due to the coup and the inability to gather in groups more than th- fucking three. Um, this may be his last ta- chance to get something out in the cinema, even if it's just limited. And the chances are that his next film, even if it's another Mission Impossible film, will wind up on a streaming service like HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. Um, also, it could be a, it could be a publicity stunt. I've heard comments about people saying, "Oh, this is a publicity stunt" and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, so it, it, we could listen to it, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there because someone somewhere, I'll probably find it next week. Someone somewhere has mixed him and Christian Bale, so it sounds like those two are having an argument together. <laughs> so when he's trying to get off set, because you and me are done professionally, <laughs> which is really class. Um, so yeah, it's. It, I think it's one of those those things. I I don't think it was. I think he might be suffering from COVID lockdown issues, like we all are, where we've all been locked in a bit and We've not been able to do things as we want, and that frustration's showing through. Plus the plus the losing of money and this that and the other. Um, and if he gets shut down, or he's seen to do that, because he always likes to come across as the a, a more professional Hollywood act. Yeah, he doesn't go on Twitter and berate people. He always sign, signs and uh, signs autographs and whatnot. And he has like uh, a public pr- presence. Yeah, and he probably wants to make sure that gets put through on site because he doesn't have any of his films showing him not adhering to the rules because if it shows him as a hypocrite kind of breaks the mystique kind of damages his personal brand and it kind of like when you think about that kind of makes a bit more sense um Mm. so because it's movies you're in second seat keith what do you think
1: um it wasn't it was unprofessional um there's, there's no two ways about it and he didn't calm down quickly he went on a very, very long rant. If that had happened in an office, he would be in, he would at very least be getting a disciplinary, possibly let go. It was incredibly unprofessional, but what caused it, you know, he was quite clearly under a lot of stress. Um, I think he takes, you know, the fact that this film has been made, he takes that on, takes that on board, board by the looks of it. And, and, you know, it's weighing on him. Um, I I find it interesting that somebody recorded it. Usually they only record this kind of thing when the guy's been a dick. Maybe he's been a dick on set for quite a while um, and this was the combination of it all. Um, he is known to be a control freak. Um, so all these, these uh, beer bug rules, this is what he lost it about, that two people were crowding around a PC. So I don't know. I, I Look, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about Tom Cruise. I think he's very good with his fans. I love the fact that he will stand outside the cinema for 45 minutes to an hour, you know, trying to sign everybody's autograph. And he's very good with the crowd. I hate the fact that he's a Scientologist because what the fuck? Um, and I don't like, I know he can be a bit of a controlling person. Um, this is what Katie Holmes said about it in their divorcing uh, papers. So, you know, <sighs> I don't think he deserved to have it leaked out because by the looks of it, the guy does actually give a shit. I mean, he's, he, 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 when he said, I care, I do care, he, That he did sound sincere. Even though he was angry, he did sound sincere when he said, I care. So... I don't know I don't know how to feel about it that's the thing in one way I think it was highly unprofessional but on the other hand I can, if he is if he is had enough and he is carrying all the stresses and strains that we've all been carrying recently not entirely sure I can blame him does that make sense
0: uh yeah it kind of makes sense i do think it's i i, I do the term i think they use uh, politely rather than a control freak is an auteur because Kojima was one of these, David, uh, David Cameron, James Cameron, David Cameron directed Terminator 2, and that's why he was the best protagonist this country's ever seen. <laughs> but, yeah, they have this thing. So if you listen to how um, The Abyss was put together and all the stuff yeah. that he did in The Abyss, you can yeah. hear that, that James Cameron's a control freak. These people who are artistic and they have their vision. There was like their vision, yeah. They are very controlling in the way they want things put across. So I can understand that maybe not having as much control over what you want to do is is a bit annoying. But at the same time, it does it does maybe comes across as a as a publicity stunt to show that he's he's paying attention to the rules, especially when you have all these people across the world, like every every Democrat-run area who's got like a Democrat leader. Their leaders have broken the rules. You've got Nancy Pelosi with her haircut. You've got oh, that creepy fucker in charge of, of California, uh, Gavin Newsom, with his um, party at the French Laundry, with the health officials, ironically. Then you've got uh, Chris Cuomo, who was on the news, um, whose brother's the mayor of New York, and he's broken it too. And they've people have caught him in the streets and they've stopped him and said, what are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> so it might be a publicity stunt so that he's not like them because he wants to separate himself from them. So I'm a little I'm I'm a bit iffy about this whole thing, but if if I take it on face value, ugh, have you not lost you I know for a fact, Keith, you've lost it at work and you've behaved inappropriately. And I take and I know uh, that Nigel no, uh, no, has inappropriately. I behaved. Have, I, I, I have a second. But we were much, much younger. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference here, is that we have had those little outbursts. Yeah, we've all had those little outbursts. And that's because we were growing into men, shall we say, rather than being men. Mm. Yeah? Because now we're men. We know that's not how you do things. Yeah? A calm word in the
1: right ear at the right time means more than shouting and screaming. I I do think it did sound a bit... He, he didn't stop. And even when the recording ran out, he was still... He, he would calm down and then he'd start getting angry again. And... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, I, I do find it know.
2: intriguing. You don't know what the, Sorry. How, you don't, what you don't know is how many times the people who he was shouting at has been flaunting the rules and have been told what they he, need to he, do in order to continue working there. That's exactly. what we don't know. We don't know. They might've been told five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Who knows? And he might yeah. be well within his rights to shout at these fuckers, because you, they've been told nicely many times, I,
1: treat you, them as children, you, because clearly they are the, children. The, the, yeah, nice, but the minute you, you you lose your temper like that, you lose the high ground. Um, and as Gareth said, you can't, you can't you, if you saw somebody, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest prick in the office, right? If you were in the office and you saw somebody <laughs> lose their temper like that at, at them, you would, you would, you would, back the biggest prick in the office, you know, um, because it's unprofessional. And, uh, if I, I knew he was a prick to everyone, I'd be like, he deserves that. Yeah, but you can't do it. <laughs> you can't. You, you can't do
2: I'd still back the fuck that he did it because he's telling uh, yeah, the yeah, dickhead no, exactly what for. <laughs> Thing is, right, my take is there's probably rules and regulations, very strict ones, set in place for them to be able to film. If there these is, people yeah. are not adhering to them, and they have been told you need to adhere to them in order to make this film made, and they are not, that obviously, Cruise has put a hell of a lot of money into this film to make it to get it made. He, I think he he he's paying people
1: salaries as well. He pays so five hundred five hundred thousand quid for a ship. He's really invested in making
2: all. this film. Yeah. So. The fact that he is so invested, obviously, it's not, just, um, it's not just him invested in making a film as you normally would as an actor. He's far more invested in it. He's emotionally invested because he's put so much on the line to get it made. And people going out of their way to not follow the rules that are set in place in order to make the film, otherwise they probably can't make the film, obviously have made Matt angry. Yeah, he could have said it in a different way, but he probably has. But we don't know because we've only got one recording. If there are records of every single time these people have been spoken to about it and they've ignored it,
0: then okay, okay Nigel, how can you know? One who's the opposite. And they haven't what? done anything wrong. And, and all they were doing is they leant over to look at a monitor to make sure a shot was right. What would you do then? Well, you just give them
2: a, you don't need to shout at them. You just sort of say, to work here, you need to put masks on. You need to stay this, you need to do it in this fashion. Don't do it again, please. Okay. You don't need to shout in that fashion. You don't go straight to shouting. It's how we treat kids, isn't it? You Mm. tell them firmly a few times for the same thing. And on maybe the fourth, fifth time, them doing the same stupid thing, you raise your voice at them. That's how we should have treated these morons.
0: Okay, that's a good place to, to leave it there. Night, if you just go through the comments quickly before we move on to our next one.
2: Yep. Um, I'm going to skip the bits about Keith and his, his city show. Hmm. Um, Dave, love the Mission Impossible movies. Remember when the first one came out in the cinema, second one was awesome 2. Um, yeah, I, I like them. Me and the kids like them. And um, when I was in, in China last, we went to one of the areas that they... Filmed mission Mission impossible. I can't remember which one. I think it's the one where he, um, his wife gets kidnapped. That's the second and they, film, and it's they not, met.
0: Not wife, it's it's um, near the, the end, from... okay.
2: It's yeah. near the end, and they're on a bridge, a fancy Chinese. So I went to it, it was quite cool. Actually.
0: Oh, that was the third one. That's the one I really hated. The only good thing about that was he had Philip T. Moore Hoffman in it, and the argument oh. they had on the plane. That was the bit I liked mm-hmm. about the film. I was only there's a couple of films I've almost walked out on, and that was one because I just I was getting annoyed with it because he just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. But he changed it after he changed directors, and everything worked out because you're Brad Bird in after that for the next two films, and he did seem to do a good job. And Tom Cruise also takes <laughs> to t- piss out of his own height, which I appreciate.
2: He's a fellow a forty lot. like me, although he's probably a couple of inches taller than me. Um, so he probably he probably
1: suffers from short. The, the last more than the last um, Mission Impossible film was
2: really good, actually.
1: I, I really enjoyed the last one. I
2: like, I like the ones with Simon Peggin as well. They're pretty good. Mm. Um, Tom Cruise started life in Syracuse in
1: Neighbourhood.
0: Yes. Is, is that a place? Yes, it's yes, a place yes. outside <laughs> of New York or inside New York, somewhere near New, New York. New York
1: State. About New York
2: State.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Um, and going down, yeah, maybe it is Rona Fatigue. Uh, the word small, and uh, Cruz was acting presidential.
0: Oh, it, right. If yes. you know the history of politics, yeah, politicians up until 1950 were really well, uh, how can I put it, really poorly behaved. Winston Churchill is an example, and there's, there's plenty of Americans, presidents, and that talking shit fantastic if you look back at these things. Anyway, that's good enough. Let's move on to our next one, which is Gal Gadot. So um, Gal Gadot reveals that she had her own experience, and i use that in air quotes, with Justice League director Josh Whedon. Um, Gal Gadot recounted her experience with Josh Whedon uh, and, may beg to, uh, and may beg to differ. I had my own experience with Josh Whedon. Uh, which wasn't the best, and someone stopped clicking on it to cover the text, <laughs> which wasn't the best one, but I took care of it there and then when it happened, as she told the Los Angeles Times. Um, it sounds like Joss Whedon, again, coming back to the, the this is the theme of the movie section, is a directors and auteurs being dicks. Um, Joss Whedon's career, I think, at the time, looked like it was pretty much over, given that he was a male feminist. And as we know, male feminists are scumbags, shall we say, in hiding, and they just use the tag to hide their poor behaviour, especially in Hollywood. If you have, if someone from Hollywood comes out and says they're a male feminist, you go, I'm keeping the fucking kids away from you, um, <clears throat> and my wife. Um, but Do, you hear that sort of thing, they tend to be poorly behaved. Um, there,
1: there has been some... Reports, there has been reports about Whedon recently. There has been.
0: But just a few things to note, yeah. Josh Whedon came in to take over from Zack Snyder, whose daughter had died recently, which is tragic. And he was having to pick up all the loose ends and put them together. He was working on a schedule. Any delay to that schedule would cost the company money. And he's probably been told, you've got to save us as much money and get this film out across the line as soon as possible. So He was put in an impossible situation if we just look at it from just the task oriented thing. So he was put in an po- impossible situation. He's got Ray, what's his mush, um, who plays Cyborg, who's uh, a, what do you call it, a theater actor. And he's sitting there trying to put his input in. And it's just like, kind of, yeah, 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 we haven't got time for this, Ray. I've got to get this film out. Just do what you're fucking told, all right? Do what you're told, you're never working again, all right? Good, good, we're on. And that's probably how we behaved towards him. Um, but he's also renowned to being a bit of a shit. but if you're in charge. I've always had this thing that arseholes do get things done. Hmm. It's a fact. Arseholes get things done. Um, it's a historical fact, especially you could, the arsehole can be on your side or someone else's side. Look at uh, who's that? It was this guy in charge of Chelsea. Oh, M- Mourinho. Hated- Mourinho. Yeah. Mourinho. I fucking hated Mourinho. An example of an getting something done. Yeah. I loved him. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he's a dick, but he got
2: stuff done. He did win stuff. So, yeah, um, and he's still a dick,
0: yeah. So, given, given the that, that, that justice league turned out to be an almighty hundred million dollar turd, um, what, what, what do you think about this Joss Whedon stuff, Keith? I,
1: I haven't liked Joss Whedon for a while. Um, I uh, Justice League. Uh, you know how you know he, he he proclaims to be a male feminist, but then and then but then changed all the Amazonian costumes to be a hell of a lot more sexy um bikini like and show a lot more skin and less practical than than the costumes that they had in no, the first no, one. No no, no, no,
0: you no, you didn't the Joss Whedon ones. The Joss Whedon ones were like kind of eighties pin up ones. Fucking yeah, God, they, so were, they were
1: um, they yes, but they were bad in the respect of that they changed them and yet he calls himself a feminist. Um I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, by all accounts, the guy's become a bit of a dick. Um, I think with the 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 second Avengers movie not doing so well, that's when his career started spiraling. Um, you know, the Bat the Batwoman film that he was meant to be making hasn't transpired. Um, I wonder why. Yeah,
0: because I uh, watched the CW Batwoman and went, fuck no.
1: That no, it was just before this, as this was meant to be Barbara Gordon, not um, not the lesbian. Virtue back signaling, yeah. yeah, I know, but it was a,
0: an example of it not going
1: quite right. I, 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 I can, I really don't care. I don't, I don't think much of Joss Whedon these days. The best thing he ever did was Firefly. Um, and as much as they brought the movie back, they killed off one of my favorite characters in it, so I was annoyed at him for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I. <laughs> Um, good on. I think Godot is is a nice person, I don't think she's lying, and I don't think she's trying to um, get publicity for anything really, although, okay, Wonder Woman's about to come out, so, you know, having her name in the press, but I don't think she's a bad person, so, she's not Gwyneth Paltrow, she's come out and said it almost straight away, you know. <laughs> She's not like oh oh he sexually did stuff to me and then she made a further seven fucking films with the guy. Um no it's not that. So
0: no, no, she turned around and said, Look, if we did something out of order, he went, No, fucking stop that, we can stop that shit now. And he was like, All right.
2: So um I was I was reading into the article a little bit more and there's a uh, an image um in there of where Wonder Woman um is on the floor and they've put the flash on top of him like that and gal god said um i'm not doing that i'm not comfortable with doing that and then they got a stunt double in to do it as well and the stunt double was saying i'm not really comfortable with that either that's why her face is away from the screen and you don't see the face and joss had um threatened both of them with ruining their careers if they don't do the shots um with flash being on top of them apparently that is one of the things so he's That's further down in that article. So okay. um, yeah, trying to make them do it, it is literally genital to genital. There's no, it's not like this, like it's genital to genital.
0: It's not genital on. to genital. they got clothes on. Yeah. But if they're
1: not comfortable with it.
0: On. Hang on a second. I just like to point out that these actors are getting paid millions
1: yeah, but if they're not comfortable it's, with the shot, they shouldn't have to do it. And in this day and age, no, I agree no, with it.
0: Not fucking contract, mate. No,
1: yeah? it's not.
0: Oh, no,
2: yes, it is. No, it is. You pay if it's specifically that. written into the contract. Yes, it's part of the contract. If it's,
0: if it's in the if script it's not, that they signed it's not. off on, then yes, I, that's if, it. You've agreed to it beforehand. Well, two separate people have said
2: that about that.
0: Yeah, Which I know, but team. but actors actors are paid to do shit like this. They embarrass themselves constantly. That's what they're supposed to do. Actors and prostitutes were considered the same in Greece. Yeah, and I'm not joking when I say that. And and there's a reason for that. You're my dancing monkey. Dance for me, monkey. That's that. That's what you that's but, what you're paid to do. But, that, yeah. But, Imagine but, a race driver. Yeah, who says? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to drive until I empty the tank of petrol. I ain't coming back in for fill up. During a Formula 1 get rank, uh, race, you tell them to fuck off. There's the same with mm. actors. And he's right to say, if you're not going to do it, fuck off. Yeah? Because just what you expect actors to do.
1: Yeah? But you don't know sitting- that, that. You don't know it was not in, in the contract, which I suspect it wasn't. I also suspect that the the, that the shot wasn't in. The, it wasn't mentioned in that what kind you- of level of detail in the script. So, therefore, you can't think. If they, What's the if- next thing?
0: That's the thing. It wasn't sexy. It was one of those supposed to be kind of slightly risqué, awkward moments. Yeah? That's what it was supposed to be. It's not the end of the world. Jesus Christ, that's not something to fucking very proud prat- In actual fact, it wouldn't have
1: been... Because if it was a Joss Whedon shot, when, when they all signed the contracts and everything, it was all when Zack Snyder was making it. So... Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I, I know if, that Joss if, Whedon if, is meant to be a bit of a dick. And, and if, you know... If,
0: if you want to get around with it and you want to make it less awkward, you can put a couple of bits of wood. You can have like a wooden thing so the flash actor can lay on the fucking wood, and the guys who build the sets can do it like that because they're that bloody good. And you know, and mm. if you've ever worked with these people who've done that, they can mock up things really quickly. I'm just yeah. I'm praying my wife never chats to one of them because she probably fucking run off with them because <laughs> she likes building because You've seen the bar in the garden and the shit that she's been building. Um, uh, so yeah. Um... <laughs> all right so let's end it there um i don't know if you've got any comments on that one um yeah we got one actually uh
2: from some somebody here called tanif uh as katie Sakoff <laughs> said if it's in the contract and script then fine if it's not and they add it in later it's not on and that's what i was alluding to essentially okay. if he added well, it was... in later that that was going to happen then i think it would take him by surprise and uh Probably go, uh I'm not happy with that. Yeah. It's not in the contract. I don't need to do that. But you're adding in enforcement. I'm not happy. So
0: okay, and with that, we move on to our next section. Zack Snyder revealed when the Justice League will arrive on HBO Max. Have a guess.
1: 2025. At this rate, no exact slider. March 2021.
0: Yep. Okay. It's coming 2021 to HBO Max. I have no idea how it's going into the other the other bits. I didn't get to look too long, uh, too much into the article last night. Um, but it is nice to know that uh, it is coming out. It is real. Um, I think because the way they've done it, because they split it up into sections, they might be releasing it like quarterly. So that'd be the cheeky mm. way of doing it to release it quarterly to keep people kind of. You know, hanging on for HBO Max or monthly, maybe um, that might actually work out better for the monthly rather than quarterly because that would stop you from cancelling your your your, uh, your subscription. Um, one day we'll find out how to get HBO Max in this country, but until then, uh, we're stuck with Sky Atlantic um, and Now TV. It's probably it probably will be on Now TV, and I imagine uh, for a fee. All right, yeah. um, that was a really quick thing into TVs. Uh, we're going to gaming now. <laughs> and uh, Nigel gets second seat. Woohoo! Um, Ooh, check that out, I moved. Yeah, you moved. Um, so uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was a fucking story with uh, Cyberpunk and its 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 release. Um, it's All right, it was the most anticipated game of the year full stop um, it was the most anticipated game of the year full stop, I'm just putting a a, a video that Babster did of him unboxing the thing, uh, his brother unboxing the collector's edition because it looks fucking awesome and I'm having a run in the background, Like Babster probably won't mind um, so yeah, Cyberpunk was supposed to come out and it was supposed to come out this year about February time for what was PS4 and the Xbox One alongside the PC Delayed because they're having trouble making it, delayed because Rona, etc. etc. It's come out and it's a bag of shite. And the strange thing with it coming out and it being a bag of shite is that um, before it came out, people weren't allowed access to the console builds of this game. Yeah, so the console builds of this game were. like the Xbox One and, and, and the PS4, but they weren't allowed access to the PC ones. And the reason was, is the console ones were shit. Uh, they also delayed everything they could. So it was a case of you could take stills from the game, but you couldn't take video from the game. So th- when you hear that, that you're not allowed that until the review embargo, that becomes like a like an issue. And you know, if if you're not allowed to review it and not allowed to put the stuff out on the day, then there's a there's a problem with it. So that happened, and then we got um, we got the the pre order news come through. Eight million copies of this was sold, and it was the biggest launch on PC. Fifty nine percent of these were on, on PC. Yeah, so sixty percent of that eight million, which I can't do the maths with because I'm suffering from low energy at the moment, were um, console. Uh, sorry, were PC games, and seventy four percent of that, all those games sold, were digital. So people were buying it on the Xbox One digital store, PS Four digital store. And PlayStation, not PlayStation, um, Steam's uh, set up and good old game's set up for uh, for Cyberpunk. Now, it was launched. It had loads of launch issues, and I mean loads of launch issues. And I'm going to have to stop this lovely video because you're not going to see the right-hand before we go. There's the cool bit. There's the cool bit. All right, so we've got this bit here, this is, sorry. Ooh. It's that, you need to see the whole thing thing as a whole. All right, so he's got the statue, That's and that. I'll come back. I'll come back to the story because I need to. Think. There you go. So it has got like leaping off a bike, smashing it into someone. That is super sweet. Awesome. Um, and that was from Bapster Arcade. Um, I'll put a link in there for that video if you want to go and see it. Um, so, if I've done it right, yeah. So it was marred by launch problems. So it came out, and it was just a buggy mess, as bad as Fallout seventy six. So. CD Projekt Red were, how can I put it, they were a darling in the eyes of the gamers. Um, and now they are as good as EA and Activision because of everything that's gone on. So the game came out, it was launched, launch problems left, right, center. The, the PS4 and the Xbox One version, practically unplayable. You could play on the Xbox X series and the PS5 because of the, the up, upscaling and whatnot, but still there were crashes. There's a guy called Hill versus Babyface, showed a video of him just constantly falling through the bloody floor and i've seen other videos of people driving along and all of a sudden the the car shoots up 200 feet into the air no 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 apparent reason behind it Uh, just lots of bugs all over the console one there's still bugs in the pc version but there are so many bugs in the the console version, is practically unplayable um so naturally we started the fallout started happening you've got people review bombing and people losing their mouse so they can't change to the next story. <sighs> I will find it. There it is. Um, so you've got people review bombing it. Uh, and, and there's, there's vitriol over. And there's articles about X, Y, and Z going wrong. And then, uh, just over a week into it, Sony pull it from the PlayStation Store. <laughs> yeah. CD Product Red have turned around to everyone and said, look, try and get refunds for it. We're really sorry. There's a problem with refunds. And it's called Chargeback. Okay, so if you do a a, a transaction or something for a game, so say we set eight million copies of a game, yeah, so they're credit card transactions or debit card transactions, yeah, and then you need to refund those, yeah. The credit card company or the debit card company handling those transactions will charge you to give money back to the person, and it's usually about it could be anything from 15 cents to two dollars, depending on who you're dealing with. So they're called chargebacks, so those games have gone through and. Sony and Microsoft, who have delivered this game digitally, have had to refund off of the PlayStation Store and the Microsoft Store. And every time they're refunding, they're losing money, and they have nothing to show for it. So they're pissed. So Sony have looked at income. This is just costing us fucking money. Pull it. So they've pulled it. CG Project Red said that they they um, they were working with Sony in in order to try and sort this out. Because I imagine Sony was sitting there going, "We're getting we're getting charged for money." Microsoft may have their own payment vendor, so that might not be such an issue. But Microsoft did that think that sneaky thing that they do in the console world, where they wait, and they go, yep, yeah, Sony, Sony have pulled it. We can pull it, too. And then they've, they've started offering refunds and bits, too. It's, it's been an absolute disaster. And um, there have been uh, stocks being plummeted out of control in regards to, to CD Projekt Red. And it's just it's just insane whereas this company that everyone seems a darling because of the Witcher Three, especially with the Witcher TV series and everything, everyone then the Witcher Three and the books and everything starts shooting through through the roof because everyone liked that TV series. They got to the point of doing cyberpunk and it didn't work. Now, I've heard a lot of people turn around and say, Oh, they should have only have done it for next gen con- uh, next gen uh generation consoles. I hate to tell you, it's been in development for seven fucking years, mate. Yeah, it should have come out this time last year there wasn't a next generation okay there wasn't next generation um there is another thing too that what you get now is you get programmers who program for a platform sky is that me it's me (laughs) who's calling me someone's calling me on skype hang on a second My screen's screen's blinking to indicate that someone's calling me on Skype. Oh, whoever you are, you're a scumbag. Oh, I have no idea who that is, so I'm going
1: to... Ooh. Yeah. Uh, That that looks a bit... That looks a bit
0: dodgy. Anywho, going back to the story. um, Yeah, so Microsoft cancelled it. It's been in development for years. Yeah, it should have been ready for next generation consoles, yeah? And the problem is we've got now is we've got programmers who program for um, a code set, yeah? So you get them to program for the Unreal Engine, yeah? And then the Unreal Engine is then supposed to do all the donkey work in order to optimize it to go to the console. Now, we know this because when you look at the PlayStation exclusives and you see how well they run in comparison to, like, the Xbox exclusives and stuff, especially when you have the PS3, PS3 demonstrated that, if you optimize the games from the exclusives like uh, Uncharted, The Last of Us, uh, Killzone 3, uh, 2 and 3, you could get graphics that you wanted, but you'd have to optimize it for the platform. CD Project Red looked like they have done no optimization for the platform. They looked like they built it for the PC onwards. They then pushed it through the, the, the dev kits, and the dev kits have just spout garbage on the other side. Now, if I was Sony and Microsoft, I would be sending nerds to their rescue saying... We'll pull the game. We're gonna send some guys here and they're gonna help you very fucking optimize it. Yeah, and then you can give us some kind of exclusive contact, even if it's just a hat. Um <laughs> right? And try and sort it out. I've watched Baptister play on Cyberpunk on his channel, and it's quite a good channel. and not so not quite a good game, and the channel's quite good too. And uh, it looked all right, but he's playing the PC version, not the PS4 version. So there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of hoo-ha. In regards to this, it feels very Fallout 76. It has gone to absolute shite. But I think we're going to get a more of a, a No Man's Sky story where the guys knuckled down, sorted their shit out, and got on with it rather than a, um, what do you call it, um, Then uh, Fallout 76, which just shit for ages.
1: But it works well on, on the next-gen consoles, I hear. Nope, doesn't work well on next gen consoles. Because all okay. it's doing
0: is it's playing the PS4 unoptimized version on the PS5. It just means it has more horsepower, so it doesn't crash as much. Fair enough. So yeah, sorry man, put it down. Like that that sounds like a fucking savage no, put down. Man. I
1: I read it on. You, uh, I was reading about it on one of the things the, the other day, and it said that it the problems were to, for the older consoles and not not the next gen. But I. I um, okay, fair enough.
0: They haven't built next gen versions, they didn't need to build next gen versions because it should have been here last year. <laughs> that's mm. it. It was put the reason I called it Cyberpunk 2077 is because that's probably when they'll have finished it. by that's the joke. <laughs> A year after Fallout 76, <laughs> mm. Nigel. This is where I ask you your opinion because you're sitting in the second chair.
2: I am. I'm sitting in the second chair. Well, essentially, it shouldn't have been released. If it's fine for the PC, release it on the PC only. But don't release on the consoles until it's been optimized, tested, and so forth. Um, uh, Loads of people have downloaded this this game digitally. And I've seen so many reports, uh, so many articles of people trying to get a refund from Sony for the faulty shit fest that is Cyberpunk 2077 and Sony flat out refusing on the basis that the product had been downloaded and they saying, no, you've downloaded it, you can't have a refund. And they're going, but it's faulty. How was I to know it was faulty without downloading and trying it? I went, no, it's our policy, no refund. They wouldn't get away with that in the the UK, for sure, because we've got um, different regulations in the US. But at first, Sony was not at all providing any kind of refund. There might be a lucky one or two people who might have, I'm exaggerating a bit, one or two, but there might be a few people who got refunds from Sony. But the majority of people were just not given refunds, despite... The
0: the problems. Um, I've got stories yet. here over the, the last two days that say that they have been it being issued refunds. But, yeah, I think um, it was the moment they pulled it from the store. They started issuing refunds for it. When they pulled it,
2: yes, I think so. But before that, they were going, no, nope, no problem here. Blinkers on, you know, um, no problem here. You've downloaded it. No, the pol- why would a policy be if you've downloaded a digital thing and it doesn't work on your system that you can't have a refund? How do you know it doesn't work without trying it? you can't you physically it's impossible to know if a program that you've downloaded works prior to loading it on your pc or your console you cannot so i just don't understand that policy from sony it's it's one of the reasons why this generation i was so adamant i wanted a disc right copy of a console um-
0: I just thought I'd look this up. So. No, there's
2: also um, another bit to this now because um, CD Projekt Rect are now getting sued by the investors who put money into the console based on the fact that they were told by CD Projekt Rect upper management that the, the what they're going to put out runs perfectly. And so, hence, they were lied to and they got more investment off the back of that in order to uh,
0: get that out. So, so I just pulled this up from the Sony site because I was curious. I've never had to refund anything from the Sony site, I'll be honest with you. Yes, no, I haven't. Uh, and it's like kind of, uh, after purchasing this type of content, you have 14 days from purchase to request a refund. Yep. If you start to download the stream and purchase content, you will not be able to refund unless the content is faulty.
2: Yes, and th- I've seen so many... Screenshotted conversations with Sony representative saying, "You're not allowed a refund, you've downloaded it and they go, "But it's faulty." and they go, "You can't have a refund, but it's faulty. No, sorry, you can't have a refund. Is there anything else I can help you with?" Their own wording, their own word it's widely known that this game is faulty on last gen and it shouldn't have been released until it was ready to be released and working fine. They should have just held off. I think gamers and everyone would have appreciated it a hell of a lot more, for sure.
0: I think that... um, I do think that Sony and Microsoft should get in touch with CD Projekt Red and get this shit sorted. All right. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to go through a few uh, comments before we move on to our next section? Yeah, we've had...
2: um, We've uh, had Baps to join us, just as we were looking through his lovely uh, video unboxing... Of the game we were just talking about, it looks quite cool. I'm going to watch that actually. Um, yeah, he's a PC master ace, and he feels so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very, apparently, there's a patch today.
0: I don't know how much they fit. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. as a guy called it, It's a Gundam, Gundam, and I listened to him because he said the patch came out today for the PC, and it's made his version unplayable now, which was fine before. Um, I think. I think oh, May. Are I- we we'll ready in May? Do you know, um,
2: uh, this um, this bit here springs to mind. As long as CD Projekt Wrecked fix it like Hello Games has fixed No Man's Sky, then all will be forgotten. I don't think it will be forgotten, but, you know, people might appreciate, uh, we appreciate the amount of work that Hello Games has put into No Man's Sky because we we're all playing it. Now it's a hell of a lot better. If CD Projekt Wrecked, um, does do this, and they put out free patches in to fix it initially. Anyway, and then like Hello Games, they've put out expansions for free. I think then it'll be going a long way to being forgotten or bygones or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's. Um, I don't know uh, if there's another company outside of Bethesda with um, Fallout Seventy Six who have actually done something. Like this, I think I heard uh, and like F- a big two, release. Like
0: two they did, they sorted out Battlefront 2. There and
2: was um, um, Disney breathing down their neck. I know Anthem came out, and that was no, that no. wasn't fixed, the band, which was supposed to be the fix, and then yeah, never did, <sighs> just went away, just gave up on, yeah. So, um, not very, not very good, yeah. So, and he said, um. He wishes that he was the one that was calling you during instead of Skype.
0: <laughs> ah. Yeah, so I'll have to find out who called me after this. Um, yeah, um, but his PC
2: actually struggles to play the game or stream it, play it while streaming. It's a bit, a I, bit I, of a beat. You
0: seem to be fine this morning when you were playing it because I was watching you play this morning. I was too tired to comment, but I was just watching you having a playthrough this morning when you're in that kind of. Uh, Look like a warehouse or something. It was funny because one of your thing was um, one of your objectives was wait till lockdown finishes. I was thinking, Christ, it's been a fucking long time for to get past that mission. Um, (laughs) Do do you know
2: what? I was um, one of the bugs that didn't amuse me, but um, made me wonder what was actually going on. Um, There was they started wondering about the police and how quickly the police were turning up. Hmm. after committing a crime and how they would know about something when it was inside a closed room how they were found out and they, they decided to test it so they went inside a, an enclosed lift and just a lift and they committed a crime in the lift and police and the door shut and police were spawning inside the lift and so they tested it further and started going to the top of a roof Mm. And they shot someone from the top of the roof. It's quite high up. Yeah. And um what happened was police were just spawning on the roof. And he's like, it, 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 it's broken. It, it, wow, it needs a more GTA type thing where they're going, Oh, let's search him out and find him. You know, it mm. was uh it was a bit like um oblivion, like you kill a chicken and suddenly every guard's on your tail, like you need it. But it was yeah. worse than that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so, that, so with our Cyberpunk uh, 2077, which I don't think will be over until May, we'll be talking about this off and on until then, until I get things fixed, there'll be some mad shit going in there. Um, I'm just hoping it'll be customer-focused and, and, and a little little bit better. So moving on to our next bit, which is the reviews. <sighs> So this is where I expect Keith to be awake, because he looks like he fell asleep. No, I wasn't. I was listening. Send you a text and everything. <laughs> and you were like...
1: No, I didn't get any text. You did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't get a text, yes, you did. Anyway, um, right, and I'm going to move him to the second chair. Um, Okay, so we've got the, um, the Mandalorian to talk about. Have you watched The Mandalorian, Keith, for fuck's sake?
1: Uh, yes, I have.
0: No, have you watched the Mandalorian? I've got Sky Disney Plus. That's the you one. Haven't got Disney Plus. Plus I've got it. Cheapskate.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's uh, this week is the week that I'm going to get it. So I've got it over the Christmas period well, and. Pull and, your uh, earplugs out. It, it, it doesn't a matter. If I've written the
0: fucking spoiler in the show notes, mate. I,
2: I I saw you mentioning notes on that, and also the next story, the next review thing as well, and I, I, I didn't...
0: I skim it very quickly. Have, I, I, I have you watched The Expanse?
2: No, no, I haven't seen that. I didn't even know that was out until I was setting up my new router. Well, and I, anyway! I was like, oh, if I had a pop-up going, thingy's out.
1: Like, oh. <sighs> you know what? You're out. Like, You're, out. <laughs> You're out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually really on camera. Um...
0: Right, okay, so Mandalorian. Watched it lunchtime. Um so tuned down my lunch at Friday. Yeah. At- what, have, have you seen, seen the Mandalorian yet? Have you seen it?
1: It's like, no, leave me alone. Don't All spoil right. it. <laughs> so I asked you to call me back and you fucking didn't, you bastard. I watched it like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so anyway,
0: you didn't call me back Saturday either. You had an opportunity, text, something, nothing. Anyway, Mandalorian. Sitting down there, chewing through my lunch, because um, I'm working for a moment. I'm watching *The Mandalorian*. I'm like, kind of, okay, it's uh, you know taking over the thingy. So that's interesting. Blah 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 blah. And it starts getting towards the end of *The Mandalorian*, and a few questions are popping up. It's like, kind of, when are those fucking Dark Troopers coming back? Because they can fly. Yeah? yeah, that was the first question. Are like, oh, they coming back? Because I'm flying. And it's like, kind of, oh yeah, it's dramatic timing. It will ha- happen when when something ha- has to, you know, has to, you know, stop them or become uh, an object. Um, and, and that happened as, as predicted. Um, so they went through. We did, you know, they had the thing with with that. So we had the the the. the how can I put it? They looked very, very like um, the top part of them very uh, Warhammer forty k space marines. And I'm no. like, oh, oh, we upset. All right, no, you can't listen. He's not listening to this. But we upset some forty k people because they thought I said that the chainsaw. Duh. Was ripped off from Gears of War and not in Gears of War. Um, and they were very kind of, oh no, no, don't say that. Chainsaw came first back in the 80s. Like, yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Um, so I imagine those guys are gonna be very fucking upset with sure. this. Um, so we watch that, da, da, da. they get into the bridge and whatnot. He has the fight with um Gus Fring, um, and uh, he beats him and takes the dark saber. Now, I just like to point out the dark saber, yeah. It's not the Elder Wand from fucking Harry Potter. All right? No. The Elder Wand from Harry Potter has rules, yeah? And you have to defeat another wizard in combat in order to uh, you, uh, wield the Elder Wand. If I remember correctly, Sabine recovered the Darksaber from some, from some tomb and gave it to Bo-Katan. And she literally just
1: had it um, go. Sabine got it from... Um, Sabine won it. Uh, I, she she I watched
0: the episode, and she went into the temple, and she recovered the dark it saber. Was in it was
1: in Darth Maul's. Um, Darth Maul had it, and she beat Darth Maul, didn't she? Darth Maul had it in Rebels. He had the dark saber. Um, so whether whether he lost it and it ended up in the thing, but initially, the first time you see the dark saber in Rebels, it was with Darth, in Darth Maul's hideout layer. Yeah.
0: Well the on the short of it, she didn't win in combat.
1: I thought she did, but okay. Well we'll see. Sure
0: we'll anyway, the short of it, she gave it to Boca Town.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah. then
0: lost it in combat. And then it became the yeah. elder one from fucking Harry Potter. So they changed the fucking rules on that. That annoyed me. The bit where Boba Fett is in the in the bar, he should have kicked the shit out of what's Yeah. Mm. I yeah so they did then pissed me off. That really pissed me off because he should have kicked the shit out of it. Yeah, you should get the shit out of her and put her in a place. But because we can't have that these days. Yeah, we can't have the older person who knows what they're doing get the shit out of the younger person because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's what it should have been. Really pissed me off, that did. Um, And and then, as I said, we've gone to the bridge and everything's going to happen on that bridge. So the old dark troopers came back in for a bit of kind of, uh, what you call it, a bit of uh, tension and whatnot. So they've come flying back in. And then they're on the bridge and all of a sudden something zooms past them. And you can see quite clearly it's next wing, And it lands. And I'm looking at it going, they're not going to do fucking Luke Skywalker. Me and you talked, yeah, about who yeah. was going to come to their rescue. I believed it was going to be Edge of a Bridger because of uh, yeah. Dave Lonely, And you believed it was going to be Mace Window. We both decided.
1: No, it, it was, to you know, come
0: was, no, you said it was Mace Windu. The amount of shit I've given yeah. you for that, it was. you said it was Mace Window. Yeah. But we both wanted it to be Luke Skywalker. And we both agreed that they wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's what we came to the conclusion. They're not going to do it. That's what we want. We're not going to get that. Comes on. Guy in a, green th- guy in a hood, hood suit. Can't tell if it's... I'm thinking, is that... We'll find out in a moment who it is when they they, they unsheathe the lightsaber. And comes through. Pff, green lightsaber comes down. Says, no, it's not Luke Skywalker. And they're glitching the fucking screens and everything to see. And Nigel doesn't want to be listening to this bit. All right, and they're glitching the, the glitching out, so you can't see that it's clearly Luke fucking Skywalker. And then he comes up and he reveals his head, and they deep faked him. And it's not like the rubbery face they did for Moff Tarkin and for Leia in uh, Rogue One. It was deep faked, so it looked more realistic. And I has to do that.
1: Yeah, I it, I thought it was worse than Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. I thought it was considerably worse actually. I thought it was. Really bad CGI, it was and a that this is TV series Keith. Remember, yeah, they
0: got but they so got a couple of weeks to get this shit together,
1: yeah. But it, it wasn't good, but it was cool seeing him fight. But yeah, yeah I don't know, it's slightly that slightly ruined it for me because it didn't look. And I know that was Mark Hamill voicing him, but it didn't sound like it at times. That wasn't Mark Hamill voicing him what wasn't that it? Was someone else. No, that was someone else. I'm sorry
0: to go that was someone else that wasn't Mark Hamill. He had, had him um credited in it because they used his image. But that wasn't Mark Hamill. No, um, there you go. no, because he's was one his voice is more joker like than it is fucking Luke's gone walker like now because of age. Um but you, you can you can run those voices through synthesizers and stuff like that because I've heard if you um what do you call it Jordan Peterson had one, a text to speech Jordan Peterson. And that was it. so when the deep faked. Spoiler, deep faked Luke Skywalker. He <laughs> keeps trying to put his headphone back Deep faked Luke Skywalker. It was how can I put it? Um, it was it was it was iffy, but I think it looked better than a, than a rubbery moth talking. Yes, um, I think because okay. I've seen the deep fake moth talking that they did, which they had longer to do, and the deep fake moth talking looked better. And it literally is the eyes that it fixes the eyes. And that's the problem. Is okay. so with the uncanny valley part of it is the eyes, um, and then he sort of the voice happens, and this, that and the other. That was one thing. All right, so he did that. Uh, Baby Grogu went off. He took his helmet off so he could show show Baby Grogu his face because Baby Grogu was like, "Show me your face." Remember um, what was it? Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Remember the 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 clatu uh, his name was the the telepath in that? I can't remember his something name. Yeah, who was like inside the person.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: And he put his hand out. Open yeah. your mind. Yeah, it reminded me of that. I looked at that and went shit. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's a bit freaky. That's what it had in my head. I was thinking there's like, a half man, half baby thing. Um your,
1: anyway. your, your whole dark saber um thing though is why the that the the next series is going to be Dinjaran and not. Boba, Fett. I, oh, I Boba Fett. Hold on, hold on.
0: I haven't got to that bit yet, Keith. There's an order I'm following. It's chronological. Okay? So they get that. You know, Gus Fring tries to kill fucking Baby Yoda and so naturally Mandalorian jumps in front of him. I missed that bit out. And then Luke, he shows up and then he shows his face to Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker says, I'll look after him and then fucks off. And we know he doesn't look after him because they all die in the fucking sequel trilogy. So, Baba Yoli, you're dead. Grogu. All right. <clears throat> Not good. Um, and then we had the... I don't like the music in The Mandalorian. I think it's shit. Yeah. But they had like a more kind of orchestrated kind of melancholy thing of this. Gets to the end and then shows you a Marvel-style thing where it says The Book of Boba Fett. All right. Well, I looked at it and I went is this Mandalorian season three? Cause we might've finished the book off. Cause this is a good place to finish the book off. Is this a separate series or more importantly, is Boba Fett the bad guy for the next season of the Mandalorian? What is it? Yeah. They
1: haven't said, they haven't said I, most people think it's a mini series. Um, that's going to feature Boba Fett. And it's one of the ones that they didn't mention at Disney because they only mentioned six, but they announced 10. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that because the Mandalorian season three is heavily rumored to still be, well, you've got the whole dark saber thing. You've got to cover <laughs> that, that Bo-Katan story. Yeah. They've introduced a whole new thread there. Mm-hmm. Um So the thread, I, thread. I, I,
0: I'm going to tell you what it is. Right. Do you want to tell you what it is? Go on. Boba Fett is the bad guy for the next TV series. Possibly. When the yeah. last, when the last um, thing of the Mandalorian ended, what was it? It was Moff Gideon getting out of his broken TIE fighter. Yeah? Yeah. So you said he's the bad guy for the next season. Boba Fett is the bad guy for the next season. It's the Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett. When Mandalorian goes up against Boba Fett, that's what I think it is. I think we might get a special where we get to see um, Boba Fett be a gangster and do lots of gangster things um, until he shows up, starts becoming a bit of a menace. So it'll be like kind of his rise and then his fall – and then the Mandalorian turns up and he's his job to fight him. That makes an interesting dynamic considering that they were friends.
1: Mm. No, so anyway, you could be. Sorry, I had to say some bits there. You could be right. I thought the I, th- I the, Luke sort of fucking lame waste of the entire um, Dark Troopers was cool. Um, I think it would have been cooler if it had been Ezra Bridger. And that's really? the thing. Yes, I do. I, Cause if I don't. Ghost,
0: think... If the ghost had turned up and landed yeah. instead, and Ezra Bridger came out, you'd think.
1: I, I would have preferred it to be Bridger. Cause I don't, I, uh, the reason I didn't think they could do Luke Skywalker is you can't do Luke Skywalker. And the CGI for me just didn't look good. He it didn't sound like Luke Skywalker. It wasn't Luke Skywalker, you know? Um, and, I didn't think Hamill voiced him, and that's the thing. And Hamill should have voiced him. And uh, it, it just – it was dodgy CGI, and it just didn't work for me. You know, you could have cast an actor as Ezra Bridger and brought Ezra Bridger in. That's where everybody thought it was going because, you know, you've got – Thorn is obviously back. You've got Ahsoka looking for Thorn, And I know they're probably saving Bridger and Sabine for the Ahsoka series. I know that, but uh, – yeah. I can see why that. I think that was one step too far for the fan-pleasing, in my opinion. I know that I'm going to be in the minority here, but I just didn't like the CGI of Luke, and they just didn't work for me. It wasn't Luke Skywalker. It didn't feel like Luke Skywalker. It was dodgy CGI. You know, the Jedi fighting, yeah, it was really bad. You know, I mean, the South Park guys do better fucking deep fakes with uh, Trump. That's brilliant. That's the
0: best deep thing. The Juliet... Uh, the uh what was that? Julie Andrews. What's it Much perfect. So almost perfect in that.
1: Oh, you haven't seen the latest one of Trump's address, a uh, Christmas address about the about two reindeers. Have you not seen that yet? Yeah, no, I've seen that. That's hilarious. Uh, amazing. amazing. Christmas was gone forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reindeer died, and then there was no more Christmas. <laughs> Okay, um, all right, let's just wrap the Mandalorian up and move on to The Expanse, because I've got lots to talk about when it comes to The Expanse. Uh, here we go. Have you seen, not seen the page notes that I've written?
1: Yes, I have, I have.
0: I broke it down by character, because that's how I heard about them in the books. All right?
1: Go on.
0: Right. Nigel, come back in. We're talking about The Expanse. Let's just jest to room in. You won't understand what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> all right, so... The Expanse first three episodes dropped on Sci-Fi. I keep forgetting which camera I'm using. Dropped on Sci-Fi. Dropped on the, uh, Amazon. Sorry. Ah, my God, this is great. You have to understand that these three episodes are the setup to two seasons worth of stuff. So Marco, I keep wanting to call him Marcos, but Marco Enaros is the big bad, and the actor they picked is fantastic for it. He was not in. The, not was not really in. The three episodes whatsoever, considering that he's the guy responsible for all this shit that's going down, and nor was the other uh, the other uh, other bad guy. He's also responsible for all the shit going down. So we've got Holden and Naomi and Bobby and Alex and Christian and Amos. And they are all separate. They're all over the solar system in separate locations. You've got Bobby and Alex on Mars. You've got Amos on Earth. You've got Christian on Moon. You've got Naomi on Palace Station, and you've got Holden on Tycho Station. Now, <sighs> Holden has come across some conspiracy because people are trying to find samples of the proto molecule, and he knows that Fred has samples of the proto molecule, uh, but he doesn't know what he's been doing with it. And Fred clearly doesn't uh, what do you call it doesn't mind saying that he you know he's got it and he's been doing something and he wouldn't deny it yeah because he has been doing stuff him and anderson doors have been you know working on this to try and get the most out of it and there are things that you can get out of this yeah and uh we've got we've got that happening and along that we've got the the reporter lady i can't remember her name and she's investigating into it and she's clearly you know ruffling a few feathers here and there with things going on um so we've got that, and that's uh, that's cool. That's really cool. Knowing that this stuff's going on, I know what's going on. Fred Johnson has a copy. Uh, sorry, he has a copy. Has a sample of proto molecule in his office, but nobody knows apart
1: from Fred. And that will yeah. come in later.
0: All right, and he's in his office. All right, and they're trying to find out. Long These people are trying to find out where they are. They are belters, but they are working on behalf of some Martians. Um, but we'll get to that later. And then you got Naomi. Naomi's been separated from her son since she was born. Now, if you notice, when you see moon on the moon, there is a crater with a hologram in it to, as a, a what you call it as a memorial to a ship that blew up on the landing pad because its fusion reactor went on, on uh, went critical as it took off. Naomi was responsible for that. She committed an act of terrorism with Marco. Yeah, Marco took some of the code that you can use to rewrite the firmware for drive engines and stuff. And used that to send the, uh, the reactor critical for the moment they took off. And it turned to a big disaster and there's a big kind of memorial for it there and then. Um, so she's, so she feels, that's why she feels guilty. That's the reason she ran away to the Canterbury and so forth and so on. And that's the reason that when the Martians interviewed her in the first season, they were like, kind of, no, she's a fucking terrorist. We know because she hangs around with Inara slot. Fantastic. She bought, she buys a ship that she plans on giving to Philip so Philip can get out from under the shadow of his... Tyrannical father Marco. Um, yeah, it's 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 not good. Um, and her friends that she meets in Palace Station are responsible for destroying a UN. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a space station. Oh, sort of like an observer ship, that scientific observer ship that was looking for rogue asteroids and objects flying around the solar system. Um, And they managed to track one of the stealth meteors that passed by the sun, because they're all in, like, orbits, in these decaying orbits as they come flinging around towards Earth. And because of the sun, it cracked up, and they're having trouble reading it. Um, And that's ironic, because Avasara knows something is up. Yep, she can't adjust to a new position because she's now in charge of the, the expansion into the space gate, so she's got no power. And knowing the fact that she loved playing spy games and this, that, and the other, She can't. She can't handle it. She has uh, uh, an admiral aside, a a guy called Admiral Delgado. I can't imagine that's not a reference to the Doctor Who villain of John Pertwee's era, Robert Delgado, who played the Master. I think is the case because there's lots of other things. There's there's also a hint to uh, an episode of The Simpsons uh, in regards to a food trolley that uh, Homer Simpson went to Japan and it just was serving weird shit. Um, That was on on Mars, and then the fact that Amos has got uh, Adolphus Murtry's bag from the previous series, and he's just written his name over the top of his, which uh, was a a nice little funny thing there. Um, Anyway, she's having trouble with a new job. She's hired Bobby to be a spy uh, on Mars, and Bobby can't do spy work. She can't keep a secret. She can't do it. She likes being straightforward and honest with people and this, that, and the other. It's driving her fucking nuts. Yeah. She has trouble lying to people. She's burning through contacts. She pisses off Alex when they fucking meet up in the in the retro bar and whatnot. Yeah. And she can't do it. Yeah. She's, um, uh, she is investigating one of the lecturers at Mars, who's at the conference general or a colonel or something, who does like kind of uh, things. And that Alex goes to approach him. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he just fucking tells Alex to fuck off. Yeah, because you stole a fucking Martian uh, frigate, you can you can piss off. Yeah, and it's like his aide comes up to him and starts talking to him. And says, "Oh, he's only jealous because you're the first Martian to pilot a ship to the Ring Gate. are first <laughs> And he's got a list of all these things that Alex has done. And Alex is like, "Kind of ah, I didn't think of it like that. It was just another day for me. I was just trying to survive." <laughs> he's a list of all these massive accomplishments, which means that he'll be in history books, and the other guy will fucking just vanish. That was a great way. To, for this woman to, to get in with Alex. And Alex explains to this woman, whilst drunk, that even a tiny smidgen of the proto molecule will wake up the proto molecule aliens' machines. And she's very keen in that. It's almost like they found, say, a proto molecule machine of very important interest on another planet, say, like Laconia or something like that, that might need to be woken up by a sample of proto molecule, which they might need from, say, the Belters who are looking into it with Fred Johnson. Um, which is all fantastic because it all comes together and it's all like a really great spy thriller thing and I'm so excited to, to watch it. Then we've got Amos. And Amos has got more characterization in this series and in probably the books than he'll ever get anywhere um, because because something happens in the previous book, which I'm not happy with. All right? So Amos gets back to Earth. He goes back to Boston. He meets his the woman who brought him up who's who's his surrogate mother, we'll say. He meets her boyfriend who's been looking after and spending the last decade of, of like... A decade together. Uh, it's funny because the actor they picked is the one that I pictured in my head when I was going through the book. So when I saw it, I went, oh, oh, <laughs> first time, first time that, that actually matched what I thought in my head into what was on screen. So he comes back and he finds out that some gangsters are shaking him down because the gangster promised the woman the house and now she's dead. He's kicking him out. And actually, Amos turns up to meet this guy, this one armed fella. Uh, I can't remember his bloody name now. Now, Amos' name is not Amos, his name is Timmy. And Timmy had a really rough fucking life. Yeah, he was sexually abused and whatnot to the point that one day he snapped and it looked like he killed someone. And that was the day that Amos said that he stopped feeling fear. Yeah, and he killed someone. And that's when the woman brought him up and tried to make it good. Anyway, Amos killed this. Sorry, sorry, Timothy, who is Amos in the show, killed a gangster mob mob enforcer who was alluded to at the end of the third series called Amos Burton and took his place, and then fucked off into space. Now, he had an agreement with this gangster that he wouldn't come back to Earth. So when he hears that Amos has come back to Earth, he thinks that, fuck, he's coming to take back my territory. He's coming to back to fuck me off. And he comes back, and he says to him, goes, no, 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 mate, I wasn't there. I wasn't there to take, not here to take your stuff. I just want you to make sure that he gets the house. He gets the house, and you leave him alone. And he went, oh, thank God for that. So he pours him a drink, and drink's like really good. Like, this is really nice. So Amos just picks it up and fucks off with it. Which is a great character. Great character bit of development. Um, And then at the end of the episode, the end of episode three, the first rock falls. I think it's one of 11 um, that are targeted to hit the planet. Um, Now, Avasarala was pissed that she was put on the moon uh, and kept away from Earth. And after this first rock drops, she's going to be fucking glad that she was on the moon. I loved the crap out of that. I did. It was great. I've watched it twice. It was that good. I couldn't stop I, talking, either.
1: I liked the first three episodes. I thought they were very good. Um, Ava, after will clearly become the boss again, because uh, the stupid uh, cow on Earth is probably about to get a rock dropped on her head. Um, so um, that was interesting. Um, Naomi kind of annoyed me a bit, but then Naomi does. Um, she was less annoying in season four, but she was really annoying in season three. And she was a bit annoying again. I understand why she's going off and leaving Holden again, but it just, just she annoyed me. Um, yeah. seeing Fred back again. Um, Fred's an interesting character. Um, loved Amos or Timothy but on um, on Earth. Um, I know where he's about to go. Um Inf- and I know the fact he's calling um a Chrissy. I love that. I love Chrissy.
0: Don't call me Chrissy because I'm not one of your, I'm not your favorite stripper. It goes, I'm a member of the earth parliament. He turns around and goes, you could be both. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that, That's flirtatious and kind of a comeback all at once. So she's yeah. like, can't be like, too angry
1: at that. Um, I'm glad that the, 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 the recasted um, husband is not in this because um, that's the one criticism I have of season four. The husband was a dick and in the books he's not and no, actually nice and when they cast him initially in season one he was a lovely guy and he clearly yeah. loved her and he puts up with her whereas this guy was a dick um and so mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah he had a bomb dropped on him um wow. but, uh, uh yeah uh, to be honest the, the, my favorite bits were were avocela and a- amos um and seeing fred back again and i, I quite liked seeing a drummer back um and I like yeah, drum, seeing right. drummer is not drama,
0: drama is a character a character called Michio Par Well
1: We're drummer
0: re- Michio Pa is in a weird fucking relationship where she is married to like seven people and they're all married back to each other. So have this weird, weird group relationship where drummer wasn't that character. Drummer was Fred's assistant which they've replaced, ironically, with the character that drummer replaced at the end of the third series, and now he's with Fred, even though he should be dead. On the on the on the Navu or the Medina station, whatever they're calling it.
1: The, the question is, I like the fact that drummer found um, found the recordings and clearly sent them um, to Fred, who then forwarded them onto Avicerrila. That was obvious. Um, yeah,
0: because the fact that Fred Johnson and Avicerrila have a relationship, not like a sexual relationship, like a relationship like spies, uh, passing uh, information back and forth.
1: Because a- a- knew he stole the uh, nicked all those weapons. For the for the bell and she was wise about it. She didn't, you know, she knew that he could fire them off at Earth and everything. And instead of doing that, she's using him uh, to collect stuff. This is why she's such a fucking fantastic character. Um, as is Fred. So no, I I liked drummer. I like the drummer scenes. I like, you know. They didn't make a big song and dance about the fact that she's in a lesbian relationship. It just felt natural.
0: It's not that. It's It's the relationship with fucking everybody. That's yeah, the that's, weird that's, bit with Michio that's Park. That's
1: Holden's parents as well.
0: No, Holden's. this is the thing. I had this conversation with Mrs. Yeah, and I said, well, it isn't Holden's parents. In that? No, Holden's parents got together because they wanted a farm. And they all agreed that they would only have one child for the fucking nine of them, yeah. And they would raise that one child, and then they'll cont- contribute the DNA, and the machine would put together the best bits of all of them, and then one of them would, would give birth. And they weren't in a weird kind of omnisexual, we'll shag everyone every opportunity we get, regardless of of of, of gender, etc. Relationship, yeah. This because because that was how can I put it? That was something weird and new in the book, and it was one of those things that just made me perk up and go, oh. Okay, fair enough. And that was Michelle I mean, past character.
1: I know where this is going. Um, I don't know yet whether what will if we see who I think we might see in season six or not. Um, because really, what's his face is not the big bad. There's 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 technically one above him. There's
0: one uh, above him. This his Emperor Palpatine. He's got
1: yes, but I don't know if we'll see him. But interestingly. The, the writers this week turned around and said said, said that stop saying the show has been cancelled. It's not being cancelled. It's on hold, which kind of makes sense that, the, you know, considering where the books are, you could come back to this in 10 years' time. Well, they were
0: going to say, I think it was they said five years' time. They're going to wait for the actors to age up a bit so they can fit into their older roles because there is yeah. a massive time jump, but... They said that they take drugs and stuff, and because they're in space, it doesn't quite affect them the same way, because they haven't got gravity working on their face constantly. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah. I stand the gravity well.
1: I don't think we might see a season seven, eight, eight, and technically nine. Um, they were talking we get... about doing films. That would work.
0: They were talking about doing big-ass films. Three big-ass films.
1: That could work, um, but uh, no, I, I love I love it. It's still the best damn thing on TV. I love that it's back. Um, I'm I want to binge it, and I can't. But I, it's annoying. But I understand why Amazon is doing that. It's a good thing. But now that we know that season six is going to be the last, I'm not totally sure that it's a great idea now to do this one episode a week thing.
0: No, no I'm fine with it. I'm I'm ready to watch that next episode. I am so ready. I'm like, right, okay, because it's kicked off now. And the thing is that those first three episodes were setting up two seasons. Yeah, They're not setting up one season. They're setting up two seasons. There's something small they need to set up in the middle, which I think that the Martian uh, lecturer is going to be part of when they cross the gates and they figure out if you do something with one gate on one side while another one's entering, Sh- weird hmm. shit happens. Um, yeah, and the best line, right? There were two two really good lines for the three episodes, Yeah. And it was the, the, the second best line was from Amos, where he said to, to Christian Aversaro, like you can be you can be both as in a stripper and UN Member of Parliament. But right. the best one, the best one come from Fred Johnson. Telling me you've got brain damage isn't quite convincing. <laughs> That was great when he was trying to explain to him. It's like kind of when they were beaming images into my head, yeah, because it kind of like a piece of paper. You fold it up, yeah, and the creases are still there. And 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 that's when Fred Johnson turned around and looked at him and goes, "Telling me you got brain damage, kid? Isn't the best way of convincing." Ah, oh. loved it. It was fantastic. I've I've had my fucking guns too long about it because I could talk. I could talk all day about this, but unfortunately, I tried to tell the guys it was going to be a quick one. Oops. Um, so. Get getting towards the end, and it's time for. Oh, what the story! I can't find the button. Where is it? <laughs> <sighs> right. Ever used a bath bomb, Keith? Yes. No. do you ever use a bath bomb? No. Well, I've never used. I've never used a bath bomb. I know loads of people who can have used bath bombs. Uh, I was there's an American friend of ours, really into bath bombs from uh, Lush. Um, but Baker left cracking up after a pal mistakes chocolate gift he made for bath bomb. A woman ended up with an embarrassing and very sticky situation after mistaking a chocolate bomb her friend had made for her for a bath bomb. <laughs> I love that little picture there. Um, <laughs> where is thing? The longer the shorter it is, someone had, Baker had made her a cake. Yeah. And she thought it was a bath bomb and she threw it in the bath. Where's the message? I meant to say that a chocolate bath bomb. uh <laughs> chocolate bath bomb. I just to say today I put that chocolate bath bomb in the bath, and it got stuck in my hair, etc. It took ages to wash out. It was, uh, wash out, was quite sticky. But thanks, love. Um, <laughs> that was not a bath bomb, Trish. You fucking idiot! <laughs> For fuck's sake, you are. For uh, fuck's sake, are you serious? Um, the long short of it is, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, if you're given the gift of something that looks like a bath bomb, and this goes both ways, check to make sure it's not food or a bath bomb. Um, One, if you eat a bath bomb, it's not going to taste very nice. And two, if you stick a bath bomb in your bath, it's not going to be very nice. And on that note, I think it's time we all say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, and we will catch you in our next podcast. I thought I ate a bath bomb once, it actually turned out to be a lump of cocaine. I was fucking off my tip for weeks.